The Living Traditions Festival is back Friday, May 17th through Sunday, May 19th at Washington Square Park in downtown Salt Lake City. You will find a global food court, live music, performances, art, workshops, Bohemian Brewery, and stuff for kids. Full disclosure, this is my favorite Salt Lake Festival. For details and to see the full program, visit livingtraditionsfestival.com or find them on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. It's Emily Means filling in for Ali Vallarta, and here's what Salt Lake's talking about. There's a new exhibit at the Utah Museum of Fine Arts called Tatao, Marks of Polynesia. It explores the thousands of years old tradition of Samoan tattooing. Salt Lakers generally are pretty tatted up, myself included. But how is the art of tatau different from modern tattooing? It's Thursday, August 31st, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Verona Malga, you are a co-founder of Le Malu, a Pacific Islander advocacy organization, and you helped bring the Tatao exhibit to the Utah Museum of Fine Arts. I'm wondering what the story is behind your own Tatao. So three summers ago, my sisters and I, we went through our own special Tatao journey, and it's something we grew up always wanting. And just, I, I think for us, we understood that this tattoo was very special. It meant more than a regular tattoo. It was something that was a reminder of our culture, our heritage, how we serve others, how we serve our family. And so it was a very special journey that we prepared for. And we're fortunate enough to experience it with each other. And my sisters are actually the other founders of Le Malu, which we created after we received our, our Malus. Hmm. Okay, so Malu, uh, what does that mean in relation to Tatao? Well, the word Malu actually means to shelter and protect. And so that is what the Tatao is called that the women wear. And so it comes from our upper thigh, just right down below our knee, and then to the back of our calves. And and again, it's a reminder to us how we serve, you know, to, to always remember you know, everything that we do, there's meaning and purpose behind it. And so it's it's something sacred that we wear daily. And I mean, it's tattooed into our bodies, but it's also a connection to our ancestors. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's beautiful that you experienced that with your sisters. How did you come to that decision together? I think, well, it's interesting. And, and when I say sisters, and, and if you have any Polynesian friends or family, sisters are can be more than just biological. And so um, there's actually five of us girls who were cousins and sisters. And that's the easiest, but... Got it. I, I think for us, different moments and times in our life, we all knew that this was something we wanted. And it just happened to be that we were all ready at this time. And again, it's my great-grandmother had her malu and and my aunties have their malus. And, you know, I've always admired the women who had the courage to go under the owl and and receive this and and I've always respected the way they walked with it. It was very much a part of their lives. So for me growing up, I wanted to embody that. I wanted to be a woman of service. Mm, yeah. So it sounds like it's hugely meaningful to you. Um but I am wondering like what 
What does it look like if you can share that with us? You mentioned it's on your legs. Yeah. Um, well, there's different symbols on it and, and um, motifs all have different meanings. And so I, I wish I could stand up and show it to you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, again, it, it's on our upper thigh and it goes down to the back of our calves. Okay. So that's a pretty big piece of artwork on your body there. Right. And it's all done traditionally. And so we're not sitting on a massage table or even in a chair. We're actually laying on a floor and mats, just how you would do it back in the islands. Okay. And it's done the traditional way with, I, I mentioned earlier, the owl, which is the tool that's used. And so they're hand tapping it. And the setting is very oh different than any other setting. Like when you're getting a tattoo, you're surrounded by your family members um, people bring pictures of family members who have passed on. And so it's it's a very inviting space for connection. Yeah, it sounds like a huge moment, not just for you, but for your whole family. I'm wondering if you can kind of bring us back to that space when you were getting your malu. And I don't know, tell me, how did it feel to be surrounded by your family and friends and doing this thing that you had so admired, um, you know, seeing on your grandmother and your aunties? You know, I think, I, I mean, first of all, it, it was one of the most spiritual experiences I've ever experienced. Um, and to be surrounded by your loved ones and, and to be laying there on the floor. And, and you're also very vulnerable, you know, because it's on a part of your body that you may not always show to others. And so you're in this room, you're laying on the floor, and, but I, I mean, we're covered in all the places we need to be covered, but you're still very vulnerable and you have needles being tapped into your body. Yeah. And, and so, <laughs> so much going on, but also at the same time, it, you open your eyes and you see that you're surrounded by your loved ones. And when your eyes are closed, you, you feel it. I remember like waking, like opening my eyes and like seeing my mom and seeing my dad and seeing all my sisters and my son and my husband and just feeling so much love and feeling so much gratitude. And so people always ask about the pain that you feel. And I remember in that moment feeling so grateful that I had the privilege of going through that pain. Like I had the privilege of feeling something that my ancestors got to go through. Well, I was going to ask about the pain because, I mean, it's you said uh, it's hand tapped in, right? So I could imagine that would take hours and hours, especially like a piece that big that spans your thigh to your to your calf. Scale of one to ten, like, can you <laughs> do you assign a assign pain to that scale, or you were just like totally in the zone? Probably. A 10. And and so it's weird. I think when people first asked me, I would, I don't know how I answered, but I remember being confused about like what that pain level was because it's such like you're feeling so much and you're like grateful and honored and you're uncomfortable, you know, but there were parts where I was like, why am I doing this? Like whenever they got to around my knees or even like the upper, upper parts of my thigh or like my inner thigh, I I just remember in those moments, like, okay, what's happening? You know, just feeling like, what is happening right now? Yeah, those are some sensitive bits for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever posture comes up in conversation, we all do that thing where we immediately sit upright and pull our shoulders back. Did you do it just now? 
I did a movement session with Chandler at Embodied Patience, and after a few gentle corrections, I was surprised to find sitting up straight is incredibly easy. Chandler's practice combines over a decade of study in yoga, Pilates, and the Alexander Technique. So why should you invest in your posture? Let's start with the link between better posture and better breathing. Whether you're returning to activity from an injury, looking to manage pain, or just have the sense things could be a little easier, Chandler will teach you to create sustainable movement habits so that you can enjoy the things you love for longer. Maybe that's running marathons, maybe it's walking the dog. Visit embodiedpatience.com to book a session with Chandler and give yourself the gift of your own attention. Spring is when leases expire, and if you're looking for a new or better apartment situation, here's the scoop at Ico Fort Union. Fort Union is Ico's newest build in Cottonwood Heights off 1300 East and 6720 South. And as they say in real estate, location, location, location. Ico Fort Union puts you 10 minutes from the mouth of Big Cottonwood Canyon and central to all the Fort Union shops and restaurants, but the complex is located on a dead-end street, so you get peace. Ico Fort Union offers studio, one, two, and three-bedroom apartment homes, plus these very cool three-bedroom work-live apartments, so if you're starting something new, you can live above your business space. Amenities include a pet spa, a spin loft, a bike hub, and EV charging stations. And they are signing leases right now. So visit liveatfortunion.com for a tour. What exactly is the origin of Tatao in Polynesian culture? Like, where does this stem from, this very meaningful traditional act? So the word Tatao and the word tattoo sound very familiar. Yeah. The word tattoo actually comes from the word tatel. The longest documentation that you're going to find of tattoo or tatel will take you all the way back to Samoa when travelers came through or missionaries and, and in their journals and in their writings, you, you'll find that they talked about the people in Samoa and the islands where, you know, they talk about what they were wearing, but it was actually them describing the tatel. Hmm. And so it goes very far back into our history, two, 3,000 years. The reason it was preserved and we're even talking about it or there's an exhibit about it is because of one family, the Suluwape family, who carried it on all these years. They preserved it and protected it. And they, this family was here for the opening of the exhibit at UMFA. And so it was very special just to have like people from that direct line who carried the lineage and the, protected our history and preserved it be here with us. And so there was also a time in Samoan history and Polynesian history where it was banned during when Christianity came to the islands. And so a, a lot of islands actually lost this tradition. But in Samoa, we didn't lose it because of families like the Suluwape family who understood the significance and the importance of protecting it. And so when I talk about the moments during my malu where I feel so connected and special and grateful. It's because just being able to receive it and experience it after all the adversities that came to the Tatao, it's something to be really grateful for. Right. And protecting those, you know, thousands of years old traditions, cultural traditions, I mean, uh, I don't think you can understate the importance of that. But, you know, you got yours in 
modern times, right? Uh, did you get it here in Utah? I did. Yes, I did right here in Utah. Well, we do have a large Pacific Islander community here in Salt Lake and in Utah generally. How is the art of tatau being revived here? It, it does seem kind of odd to get this very traditional hand-tapped tattoo, right? This tatau here in the United States. Right now, there are more Pacific Islanders who live live off island than on the island. And so for a lot of us in the diaspora, you know, there is this disconnect. There's so many of us who who live here, who are born and raised here, but there's this longing and connection for culture and history. And so I, I think one of the things that the Suluwape family has done very well is they've been able to bring a bit of our culture and our history directly to us, even so many miles away from the island. Do you feel like younger people in your community are interested in this too? Like, is this something that can and will be passed on to future generations down the line? I believe that it will be, especially with the Tatao exhibit coming to the Utah Museum of Fine Arts. I think it opens the doors and eyes of so many people who just didn't either didn't know anything about it, who were curious about it, or who were misinformed about it. A lot of people connect this to Christianity and to to different ideas of, you know, what's right, what's wrong, what's, I don't know, what's good for your body. And so this hmm. actually, more people getting it and it being in an exhibit and they're selling books about it, it gives people the opportunity to form their own thoughts and opinions of the ideas and and then decide if this is the right move for them because i don't think it's it's not going to be right for everyone it's something that's really significant and sacred and so i just feel like yeah. it definitely will expand and be passed down just because so many people are seeing it and wanting to know about it I think it's interesting you make that connection to religion and, you know, like some some moral judgment that might be cast on people for having uh, having tatau and even like separately in modern tattooing. Right. I feel like in Salt Lake City, having a tattoo is like a clear signal that you are part of the counterculture here. Right. Uh, although it's definitely like becoming more mainstream. I mean, I feel like everyone has has tattoos nowadays, myself included. How do you feel like the practice of traditional tatau is in conversation with tattooing as we know it? You know, sitting on a massage a massage table, being tattooed by a tattoo gun. So I think there's so much influence. If you look at a lot of the work and the different designs that are out there right now, you'll see some of very similar designs or or the designs that you'll see in in a tatau in a women's malu or in a men's be'a. You'll you'll see that. And I think um I'm not a tattooist or an artist, but I do know some and, and just being a part of the exhibit, being able to help bring it here to Utah, I feel like there is a respect between the Utah tattoo artists and and this work that's been preserved because I think that there is an understanding of where it came from and where we're at today with modern contemporary art. What do you think people misunderstand about tattoo as an art form? Um, I think people misunderstand um, the true meaning and the essence of it. 
My tefunga, his name is Peter Suluape. Tefunga is the master tattooist who who did this work, who was blessed to do this work. And so I remember him saying that it's more than a tattoo, it's a living thing. It's something that lives and it's it's how you walk and how you wear it and how you hold it. And so I think with the tattoo, for some people who don't understand that significance, I think for them it's it might just be a beautiful piece of artwork, um, but there's deep meaning behind it. And so, you know, when we talk about moral judgment and and just any kind of judgment placed on it, to me, it's it's misinformed because there's a lack of understanding or even wanting to understand um, the sacredness of this and what it means to so many people. Verona Malga, founder of Le Malu, thank you so much for um, sharing your tradition and culture with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Emily. The Tatao Marks of Polynesia exhibit is at the Utah Museum of Fine Arts from now until the end of the year. So you have lots of time to check it out. And good news for those of you who are back on campus. If you have a University of Utah ID card or you're a student at any public Utah university, your museum admission is free. That's all for us today on CityCast Salt Lake. One final reminder, today is the last day to vote for CityCast Salt Lake for best podcast in the City Weekly Best of Utah contest. Won't you help us win for the second year in a row? We'd really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. Bye.